This is Amber. And this is Shannon. And you're listening to Twin Beats, the Chicken Fanatics podcast. It's fucking great. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 23, 23. of the Twin, Twin Beaks. Beaks Chicken Podcast. I'm Shannon. I'm Amber. And welcome to the show. Let's see here. Today, we are going to talk about growing chickens and um, indoor chickens. <laughs> indoor chickens. Indoor chickens. Chickens as house pets. Yeah. Huh. Yes. This is a recent craze yeah it's uh very popular and exciting so we thought we'd go over some of the details about it the pros and cons and and see if it's uh help some of our listeners find out if it's right for them or not if they're curious i think it's fantastic it's time that we you know let chickens take one more step towards their rightful place on their throne inside your living room well you know they should run the house i think so too um, they have a lot more common sense than a lot of people I know, so why not? Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> and speaking of chickens and running the house, we got our chickens out of the tractor. Yeah, they're in a pretty Time awesome Time for coop. the flock update. Yeah, we've got an awesome old school, super heavy duty play set with like a little tower and A-frame swing set sort of thing that we've um, right. turned into a chicken coop and it's coming along pretty nicely. So it's about a three by three box that's about 12 feet high, um, 10, 12 feet high. 10, yeah. 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 10 feet. Yeah. And it's got a little bar coming off the side with a couple of legs for the swing set deal. And yeah, yeah we converted that. They're moved in and uh, they're definitely liking the space upgrade. Yeah, it's pretty cool to watch them. One thing, they're, they're really hot, so we bought some shade, shade cloth, cloth, and that seemed to help a lot, and we've been spraying yeah. down their enclosure. Shade cloth is good. But yeah, they're happy. They've got their own little zone now. I'm going to leave them in there a few days to maybe a week so that they get it firmly in their little minds that that is their home, and then perhaps I'll let them roam around the yard, let them free range. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be cool. Um, well, we've still got some things to do on it. Yeah. The roof needs to be finished and the second story, um, you know, yeah. the penthouse suite. We we did it in a cool way, though, so that we could kind of like um, block off the second level and let them run around on the ground floor. So that yeah. way we um, don't have to wait for it to be entirely complete for them to move in. So that was kind of a nice thing. And let's see, we've been having some flock drama. Mm, yeah, a little pecking going on. The uh, gray one, the same hen blue that Andalusian. was broody, the blue Andalusian. Sergeant Pecker. Sergeant uh, Pecker is appropriately named. earning the name, yeah, yes. has just, I don't know, taken to beating on one of the other hens for some reason. Yeah. Um, I took her out and put her in the chicken tractor by herself all day long. Uh-huh. And she was really uh, not happy vocal about how displeased she was. But when she went back in the coop, she wasn't chasing around the smallest of the other hens and terrorizing her. So it seemed to work a little like giving them a little reset so they can... She went from being ticked off about being taken out to trying to escape where mm-hmm. now she's just pacing back and forth. Yeah, she's really antsy for some reason. We have to figure um, it out. My vote is uh, relocation. Mm-hmm. Stress. No, just give her to somebody else. Oh, she's always been kind of a pain. She's. Um... And, you know, that problem might go away as she finds herself in a different place on a different pecking order mm-hmm. anyway. anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm. But she's not fitting in well, and she's a consistent problem. She, you know. She's kind of a bossy. Trying to hop over the fence. She's, yeah. She's just really nasty. You pointed out that. She's always been kind of nasty to the other hens. When we first got her, when she was hatched, you know, Mm -hmm. she was the one that would aggressively run over to investigate or 
lunge at things and we thought that was really cute but yeah now she's, she's brave and courageous now she's brave and courageous hopping into the neighbor's yard mm -hmm. and attacking other birds and yeah i mean it's not like a super problem but, but it is a thing where you would hope that the pecking order is established and everybody lives peacefully unless something disrupts it but it's kind of like even if she's the boss she's still got to go around pecking at everybody and like yeah. Terrorizing pe yeah. the other uh, chickens. I almost call them people. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. And um, that isn't an inherent characteristic. I've had flocks before, many, right, where right. there isn't somebody just doing that. Yeah, me too. So it's a thing, with, it's a personality thing with this particular yep. hen. Yep. She needs. Well, I she's, don't know, she's cool, but. Throw her in a box with Aww. 20 leghorns. Yeah. <laughs> Let <laughs> her be the small one for a change. Ooh, I don't think she'd like that too much. Well. But whatever. No, no, I'm just kidding around. Anyway, yeah, so that's pretty much what's going on with the flock, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah. Yep. Cool. That would be it. So we can move onward to the chicken cabinet of curiosity. All right. Let's see what's in the cabinet. So there's been a um, very severe storm in Texas and it prompted me, a tornado, and it prompted me to uh, think about chickens and tornadoes. And um, I ran across this really strange article about, um, it's very common for the damage descriptions of tornadoes from rural areas to include observing plucked chickens or naked chickens like even running around after the tornado without any feathers on and um of course wait uh, they, they survive yes some some people say that they they actually survive that there's naked chickens walking oh around gosh, after no. a tornado and of course they, there's dead chickens that are plucked oh, after a well, tornado sure. which is really sad but jeez oh, <laughs> so the feathers beat off of them. Gosh. Yeah. So um, in 1842, this fellow Elias Loomis did an experiment to find out the wind speed that would be required to defeather a chicken. To, to things find out people did what in the 1840s, ladies on. and gentlemen, with their free time. <laughs> Go on. So this is very important in the scientific world. Yes. Yes. Um, so what what he did is he um, got a six pounder cannon. And he dispatched a chicken first, thank God, Merciful. and uh, filled it with um, five ounces of gunpowder, and, and it was chicken blast off at about oh. 341 miles per hour um, oh. was enough to defeather the, the chicken. Um, How did they calculate this? Uh, never you know, mind. I don't know. I, I shouldn't ask these questions. It's science. Yes, it's science. We they just used have science. to trust. They used the science Probably stick. a protractor. Yeah, probably a protractor, <laughs> maybe a um, a channel lock pliers or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Calipers. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, great. So <laughs> the speed mm. at which a chicken defeathers. Well, he, he did it at 341 miles per hour. He, uh -huh. he thought it might be a little bit less than that, but his experiment was um, cut short. He, you know, maybe lost funding. Maybe people said, <laughs> why do we care? <laughs> Somebody went, wait a minute, Someone what went, are we doing? Um, why Why are we giving this guy money? Um, so, yeah. But um, this Kurt Vonnegut, we've all heard of him, a uh -huh. very famous writer. So he had a, a brother who was um, named Bernard Vonnegut. And in 1965, he came up with a really likely theory as to why these birds were defeathered and especially the ones living that um, continued to parade around with um, no feathers on right. he he said there's a phenomenon called flight molt and it's due to stress and what it does is it's um, under extreme stress chicken follicles will relax and chicken follicles are um, held in by muscles and they um, actually, the chicken uses the follicle muscles to raise or lower the feather to position them for, for heat regulation. Uh -huh. So it causes it to completely relax so that the feathers fall out really, really, really easily. And the reason they do this is in extreme situations where they're about to die. Like it's, you know, 
this or certain death, they release all their feathers so that the predator cannot catch them. The predator will be left yeah. with a mouthful of feathers and the chicken escapes without any clothes on, but they're alive. So I've seen that happen. Really? Oh, yeah. I yeah. have never heard of this until My I flock got researched this. attacked by somebody's a camper's dog. And um, what happened was the dog got into my yard and was kind of a medium-sized dog. So it only managed to kill one of my birds that mm -hmm. was older mm -hmm. and you know, kind of blind and just sort of waiting to get picked off, frankly. Yeah. But... Um, what the dog did manage to do was grab, shake around, and harass a lot of them. Mm -hmm. So I came back to a bunch of chickens missing big oh. patches of feathers because, yeah, it was like they just sort of ripped out, huh? dropped their like feathers. Kind of like how the lizards, they drop their tail off. Yeah. Some reptiles yeah, will yeah, do that. Exactly. Yeah. So I've seen that happen. Wow. And with wild birds in various situations, too. Like, usually... Um, like when they get hit by a car and survive, mm -hmm. there's just feathers, feathers everywhere. everywhere, more than you would expect even uh -huh. from getting hit by a car. Yeah, yeah. They drop it all. I think that's a lot to do with the muscles that hold it in. Yeah. Like, and people don't realize that's that's what's going on with the, the feather. That's an interesting... It's an individual muscle for each single feather. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I just never thought of it like yeah. that. Yeah, it's very interesting. So, oh, yeah. Cool. Uh their tax dollars at work in 1842 oh. or <laughs> firing chickens Fantastic. out of cannons. I just what a wonderful pastime love to imagine that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, boy. For science. That's <sighs> that's disturbing. But <laughs> the awesome thing that I'm going to tell you about next is happening in Northeast England. And this is kind of a trend that is growing and gaining popularity in many parts of the world. But they're really going crazy with it there, and it's a program called Hen Power, and um, uh -huh. the project allows the elderly to keep um, hens in the retirement homes, and they've uh. started calling these people who care for the hens henshiners. Oh boy! Which is <laughs> pretty cute. Very cute. And they um, they design really unique, custom, super creative coops and then they go to the auctions or raise super special fancy breeds and things like that the elderly people visit schools and other nursing homes and with um, the chicken presumably <clears throat> with the chickens and it's funded by this charity called equal arts and <laughs> they're hoping for a grant to expand the program um, and roll it out across the country because it's been so successful in many ways. And the reason it's so successful is that loneliness and isolation and also boredom can really affect people's health in sure. a really negative way. And science has shown this over and over again. And um, there's a lot of health benefits, actually, to, to having a pet. Yeah. Um, so... They, they've got these chickens with the elderly, and they have all these photos of them. There's chickens on the pool stick while the person's playing pool, chickens on the <laughs> ironing board while they're doing the ironing. There's these ladies um, getting their hair done in the hair salon with chickens on their laps. Oh, I saw and, that one. That was cute. Yeah, just all kinds of chickens in That's different good. situations, and, and um, you know, these people petting them and... Um, it's just really keeping people busy there and gives them memories and stories to share. And all you, all you chicken people out there know, you know, we all love to talk about our chickens. And I, I just never get tired of their antics and the funny little things they do throughout the day. So this, this is like, you know, breaks up the day and uh, gives, gives the people something to be proud of and to care for and... I, it, it's crazy. There's some statistics in um, they did in Northeast England saying that um, 800,000 people report being chronically lonely and 46% of people 80 years or older report being basically alone. Like they don't have friends. They don't have family. They feel really lonely all the time. And social isolation, 
Yeah, social isolation um, causes stress. It's yeah, not exactly. good. It's not good for your health. It gives you high blood pressure, heart problems, um, mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. So these are very good things. So that's pretty cool, and I hope to see it see to start spreading. Looking up weird things on the internet mm -hmm. late at night. Watching too much TV. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dark corners of YouTube. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> well then, that's that's good. It's good to hear that. I hope it does spread. You know, um, everybody should have a chicken. Yeah. No, not really, but you know. Um, well, is there anything else in the cabinet? No, there? nothing else in the cabinet oh, for today. Very interesting. Okay. Yes. Well, so we kind of touched on it a little bit mm -hmm. in the story there. Of, uh, actually, a couple of them. Uh, so let's talk about something that I haven't done a lot of, um, but you're more familiar with this. Uh, having chickens inside the house now this is heresy for some people <laughs> um and i tend to uh not look terribly favorably on the idea i mean kind of like well if other people want to do that great but i don't want chickens in my house mm -hmm. but you know I, I was thinking about it today as i was looking over some boards and stuff like that and um i've been think i've uh kind of been changing my mind about that because you know one of the things they pointed out is that uh if you raise a chicken inside it's not the same as a chicken outside that you try to bring inside that's used to living outdoors yeah and that made a lot of sense to me because yeah. wildlife has gotten in my house before and i know what happens when wildlife gets trapped in my house and it's not fun so I think it's really better if you intend to have a pet chicken to raise them from a baby because they are like um, pack animals. They're kind of like dogs or, you know, they mm -hmm. like, they feel secure with their flock. So if you're going to take them out of their flock, that's going to stress them out because they're not going to recognize you as their flock. But if you do raise them from a baby and you're their constant companion, they will actually treat you like a member of the flock. So just in case this is somebody's first episode, you had a indoor rooster. Yeah. Indoor rooster. And a serious indoor rooster, not a just not one. just an outdoor rooster that got to come inside sometimes. He was oh. like a uh, full-time indoor rooster that got to go outside and go to the park and kind of like a, a dog, you know? Yeah. Almost like a indoor, uh, one of those little lap dog type. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. deals huh so you you've got a lot of experience yeah 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 so what are uh why don't you tell us about i mean so one thing i imagine everybody immediately is wondering is oh my god how could you possibly have one of those loud birds in mm -hmm. your house right so right and that wasn't a personal choice of mine i picked a chick out of a group of chicks and he had such pretty like eyeliner and was <laughs> so just had this sparkling charismatic personality that I thought oh of course it's a girl um, yeah. but it's more like a breed thing so I was really attached to him um, by the time he started crowing I think he was about four months old and I wasn't going to get rid of him I loved him so you had no choice. I basically decided I was going to cope one way or right. another with the rooster. I see. And he was the best rooster ever. He was so amazing and wonderful. I don't regret it for a second. He was fantastic. Would you say they're louder than parrots? You know what? No, I wouldn't. Because um, I've heard some cockatiels that just go off. Like it is, it is mind-shatteringly loud. loud. I've yeah. gone in people's houses where I can't think. I'm just like, oh my god, that bird is like it. The sound just takes over everything. And the the thing is, is they don't do it once or twice and then go about their business. They're like squawking for a long time. And I I, I think they're just as loud as some parrots. 
Yeah. Probably um, the larger parrots, definitely it's as loud. And smaller birds, maybe not. I had a friend that had a cynic, I think is what it was called, mm. this type of parrot. And I think I lived like a quarter mile away, and I could hear her bird from my front porch sometimes. And wow. being inside her house, it was just deafening. Yeah. I mean, it was way out in the middle of nowhere yeah. where that kind of thing carries. But yeah. yeah, so it sounds crazy to people, but then you think, well, other people have parrots. I don't know why there's such a stigma um, against roosters. I mean, I think they are kind of louder, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, people just think it's just out of the question to have a rooster because of the noise and... and um, I would say some parrots are just as loud. And um, I think it's that thing where most people are looking at an animal that grew up outside. Mm -hmm. And they see it clawing relentlessly at the ground mm -hmm. and running around randomly and mm -hmm. going to the bathroom all over the place. And they think, right. oh, my God, I, how could you put that in your house? Well, it's a matter of... Um Acclimation, because if you take a dog and just make it, it's an outdoor dog, maybe you feed it, but you don't spend any time with it at all. Um, you yeah, know, dogs can get pretty out of control. It's going to come inside and go to the bathroom all over the place. And, it's true. And uh, misbehave Be and all that, too. So it's... it's um, Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's just that not many people have had the opportunity to interact with a chicken in that way and spend enough time with them that they would become... Um, acclimated to a person and they are a prey animal so they tend to be a little bit more flighty and suspicious so you got right. to spend a little bit more time with them that's true cats and dogs are predators so mm -hmm. they're not yeah. as, as nervous but. so tell us about i guess there's sort of a trend in uh indoor chickens mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh why don't you tell us about that okay so yeah there's a lot of um people discovering the joys of indoor pet chickens and it's pretty cool people sing the praises of it a lot online they talk about how wonderful it is to have such a cute fluffy awesome pet that lays eggs for your breakfast that you can feed all of your table scraps to and um, can live in your house so a lot of the people I've seen with pet chickens in their house. I'd say the biggest issue is the poop. Yeah. That's the thing I think that's the biggest challenge with an indoor chicken. So. That'd actually be my second guess. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. What would your first guess be? Dander. Yes, because that's it's a harder, big one. Because it's harder to clean up. Yeah, that's a real big one too, actually. But with the, with the poop, I was going to... Um, offer some suggestions there's of course mm -hmm. the um chicken diapers chicken diapers if you haven't heard of a chicken <laughs> diaper it's kind of like a harness you put around the chicken and you put a little pad in the back it's like and then it um, captures the poop as the chicken wanders around the house but then you've got this situation where you have oh my god it's kind of like having a baby like diapers yeah yeah changing i mean diapers um, all the time you're changing diapers all the time and uh if you want to go on vacation or something, you got to find someone who knows how to change a chicken diaper and all these things. And um, that works pretty good and all that. But I did some research on um, actually litter box training of chickens. And the most interesting thing that I'd like to bring up first and foremost before I go into any uh, a quick overview of the techniques is that Science has, uh, and I've read this many times, scientists and avian biologists swear up and down the birds cannot control when they go to the bathroom. And they say this is because they evolved that way so that they could be as light as possible all the time. So as soon as there's enough stored up for them to excrete something, they, they get rid of it. But as I was reading on forums and um, hearing people's experiences and anecdotes about living with indoor pet chickens, it became very, very obvious that the actual situation appears to be the chickens can can hold it. And they do. And it, it 
it depends a lot on their personality, their temperament, their their inclination towards cleanliness or or lack of. But there are so many stories about um, chickens being able to be potty trained, basically chickens that. You know, there's a lot of a lot of people say, well, when they're broody, they hold it, you know, all night long. Or right. I mean, not all night long, but they they um, sit on the day. nest. They go once a day. Yeah, they just take this big giant one, you know, once a day. Also, you know, they don't lay eggs overnight, so that's mm-hmm. the same orifice. Everything comes out of the same spot on a chicken, so mm-hmm. they ha- can control that then maybe they can control going to the bathroom. And uh, I thought, well, you know, is that hormonal or is that conscience? Because maybe there's some hormone release that would cause that, but they don't specifically have control over it. So that's another question. But, you know, there's a lot of people saying um, the chicken don't like the chicken diaper and they don't like to go in it and that you could put it on the chicken, but the chicken won't use it and then when you take the chicken outside and take it off that's when the chicken goes to the bathroom so yeah it's kind of one of those things where are you who are what's that saying uh who are you gonna believe me or your lion eyes you know yeah yeah so there was just heaps of of uh i'm the expert stories about chickens actually showing stories that illustrate that they can Hold it, and it and it kind of seemed like it depended on the chicken, but yeah, if you get to know chickens, you'll know you'll realize pretty quick that they have very different personalities, yeah. and some of them are a lot smarter than others too. It's just kind of how it is. It's true, yeah. But uh, if if you were to try to potty train your chicken, a uh, the the thing you'd want to do is right away when they're really young get them a litter box Mm -hmm. and the best thing to do is get your chicken familiarized with you enough that it's going to feel comfortable sitting on your lap or sitting on your arm and you just wait and watch observe its behavior and most of the time you'll notice that they do something they sit up and they look uncomfortable my rooster used to kind of stand up stick his neck out and kind of when he was really ready to go he'd start like taking a few steps backwards in this funny little waddle and Mm -hmm. I knew he was about to do that on my laps and you learn real quick to uh, toss him off right so different chickens will do different things it's not the same for all chickens but you'll probably learn some sort of signal now when you watch and you see that signal you're gonna have a clicker and you're gonna have a treat or something that makes a sound that's Mm -hmm. a sound that the chicken won't hear any other time they won't get confused by it um so whistle clicker some really strange noise that you're never going to make any other time so when the chicken gets ready to go to the bathroom you take the chicken over to the box put the chicken in there and right after they go you make the sound then you offer them a treat mm-hmm. and you keep doing that for a long time and then eventually you um, can take away the click and then just take them to the box and every time they go to the bathroom in the box give them a treat right and you know you can start taking them there if they don't go in the box don't ever give them a treat you never want to positively reinforce behavior that you're not specifically sure. trying to go for and eventually um, you will be able to remove the treat and the chicken will just go in the box. And that's because once a habit is formed, they are very habitual, and then they'll naturally want to do that behavior. It becomes self-reinforcing. Yeah, it becomes self-reinforcing, so you don't have to keep doing this clicker stuff. And the, right. But um, you, you can... Um, I'm going to post some links on this kind of training, and it works with most animals, actually, parrot birds included. Birds are a little more difficult. Chickens are a little more difficult. You have to spend a little more time with them. But it can be done, and um, hmm. it may not work with all chickens, but it can be done with some chickens. 
So yeah. there's that. And and when I had my rooster, I didn't do this. I didn't have a chicken diaper. I lived with him for I think four years until he passed away in the house. What I did was I just took advantage of his natural inclinations and he liked you know, he, you know, chickens love certain spots. They're kind of creatures of habit. And he happened to like the back of this Victorian chair that he just, that's where he liked to sit and perch there. He liked it. He loved it. Mm-hmm. So instead of trying to train my chicken and all this, I just watched where he liked to go. And I put a um, newspapers under that area so it would catch all of his droppings. And, you know, when he was on my lap, I'd just have a towel or a, a, pad and I would say that if your chicken also likes to go to the bathroom in a certain spot in your house then you could take advantage of that and just try to put a box where the chicken already wants to go sure that makes sense yeah and um some some uh advice I read is if you really want a chicken in the house, if you just have hardwood floors or non-carpeted floors of some sort and wooden or leather furniture, you don't have to worry too much. You can run around after them, cleaning up after them if you if you choose and not do any sort of training. Yeah, just wipe but up after them all the you, time. You can do that. But huh. yeah, they, they go to the bathroom quite a lot. Yeah, and, I don't know. Um, I think you'd get it all over the walls and everything. Yeah. And, and, just... and actually, most of their droppings are pretty compact. If you watch what you're feeding them and they're eating a proper diet, they're super easy to just like kind of pick up in one one swoop, just like whoop, and it doesn't really stick to stuff. But then they oh. have these things called sequel poops that are like different. They're the ones that are really, <laughs> really stinky and nasty oh, and sticky. Oh, my gosh like the grossest thing you can imagine and i don't even like to talk about it it's so disgusting (laughs) but (laughs) oh boy that's another story so well one thing i was thinking was that this might be a useful thing to consider for somebody uh who wants to have a rooster that doesn't want anyone to know they have a rooster for whatever reason they just want a secret rooster mm-hmm. maybe they're just selfish mm-hmm. and know they have a fantastic rooster that they want to keep or to share. themselves but anyway uh to get like a sarama or some tiny mm-hmm. rooster breed yeah and then you know to keep it indoors maybe yeah. use soundproofing yeah or just the you know, just tell people that you watch a movie that has roosters in it mm-hmm. every morning. Or you have an alarm clock that's a uh, Yeah, a rooster, a rooster alarm setting. clock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that, you know, that would go a long way towards keeping a rooster secret. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, are there other good reads in particular? Uh, everyone loves the silkies. Yeah, well, silkies are pretty tame. They're very tame. They seem to... Um, a lot of people... A lot of the stories I read that had a successful potty training of a chicken mm-hmm. were the silkies. Interesting. And I thought maybe that might have had something to do with um, their feathers being the way they are. They're very like fur-like, that the chicken might be a little more careful mm-hmm. about its droppings and its cleanliness and things like that because because of that i mean i don't know if that's uh-huh. true but i thought why silkies i mean maybe they're just more popular so you hear they're about also one of the broody breeds mm. broody breeds oh, have yeah. to control their waste anyway mm-hmm. maybe the broody breeds are part of their ability to retain their broodiness as a breed has to do with their ability to control their going to the bathroom that would make a lot of sense be interesting to study that some way yeah it would it would see if the broody breeds are also the potty trainable ones that's a fascinating area of study i would i would definitely look into that if someone's um thinking about pet chickens because that's your really your biggest challenge with them yeah start with the broody breed if nothing else um having an indoor broody chicken will make it likely that you could hatch out eggs if you wanted to make money that's I mean, selling chicks. Especially there's a lot of money. Chicks. And oh yeah. For pets, because people don't sure. want traumatized, you know, chickens. They want the 
sweet, loved, well taken care of little And chicks. if they want to, they can put it outside and it can yeah. get used to living outside. Yeah. And I actually recommend um, two things I recommend with chickens. I think I mentioned before um, raising them to be a house pet from the beginning because mm-hmm. I think it's more stressful for them to know the life of a outdoor chicken and then to change. I think that they can get used to it, but I think it's um, better if that they just see yeah, you as their that. as their flock mate. Yeah. And um, I also think that even if you have it's a such a different planet. Yeah, yeah. And my pet rooster was raised as a um, pet from a chick, and I must say that he did pretty well with other chickens, but he wasn't really this. There was something different about sure. him. Sure. Like I don't know how well he would have done if I had to put him in with a flock. I've just I've seen with dogs that grow mm-hmm. up around with mostly dogs versus dogs that grow around up with mostly people. Totally uh-huh. different personalities. They're like people dogs, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same for chickens. Dogs that grow up around with uh, with other dogs around know how to fight. And, yeah. And like doing it. <laughs> yeah. More. Yeah. I mean, not like for real fight, but like you know, wrestling They're and rowdy. fighting and. Yeah. Yeah. I had this Doberman, <laughs> and she had no idea about that stuff. This is a total segue, but it's so cute. <laughs> and so people would bring their dogs over and get into the uh-huh. where they're like biting and snapping at each other. And she would sit there and try to just nose pommel the other <laughs> dog, you know, just kind of beat on her with uh, the other dog with her snout Aww. because I um, trained her to not bite things. Oh, what a sweetie. Because I ran a campground and I didn't Doberman. want my doberman i wanted a dog that would scare the heck out of the wrong people but never hurt the right ones you know yeah so she had no idea what biting was so the other dog would be like gnawing on her the back of her head and she'd be just trying to beat this dog with her nose (laughs) so cute why isn't this working (laughs) oh anyway so yeah I, i totally forgot where i was going with that save me I don't know. That was that was a fun story, though. I enjoyed yeah. that. So chickens. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> the other thing was, I think that even if you have an indoor chicken, it's crucial to their well-being to oh, let them that's, outside. That's what I like. They need they need to go outside. Yeah. And my chicken, um, I would either supervise him in a safe place. But I also had a chicken harness, and I would just take him to the park or the cemetery. And the cemetery is a really good one because there's fewer dogs there, mm. and fewer fewer. Um, it's a, probably a good exciting... idea to scout out your your cemetery wherever it is you're gonna walk your chicken to see, like you know, is it crawling with people walking dogs? Yeah, yeah, because that's never good. But cemeteries are good. Um, not a lot of people walk their dogs there. Not a lot of people play sports there or do things that startle your your chicken. But they they really need a chance. And if you absolutely can't bring them outside, they need somewhere um, where they can do their pecking and scratching and searching for food things and their dust bathing, all the things that makes them yeah. a chicken and makes them gives them a sense of satisfaction because it's in their instincts to do that it satisfies like an instinct that they have so you really you you have to provide that for them mm-hmm. um is a kind thing to do oh yeah well i was just thinking you know i wonder if you could we we were saying that you should basically get a chick from the start and raise it indoors mm-hmm. what about battery hens like if you go rescue mm. a battery hen, that thing is basically lived indoors. I think that's probably a good idea. I don't know if they'll have the an bonding. indoor environment could only be an improvement. Yeah, I'm sure that it would be an improvement <sighs> for the hens. Like you wouldn't have to worry about its, uh, you know, well-being. All those so natural much. tendencies to. Yeah, although I think the hen would probably might experience some joy from getting to do those things. Yeah. Um and I got to I got to tell you I think there's a bonding thing that goes on with birds if you from the beginning. If you raise them from chicks, there's something about being a chick and you being like the mother kind of that I yeah, think yeah. I really highly recommend if you if you can raise the chick from sure. from a baby. But I, there's so many battery hens it'd be so awesome to give them a mm-hmm. a good life, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, 
Um, let me just talk to the utilitarians okay. out there. Because uh, I was reading a forum. This guy, he um, wants to have chickens indoors because he says he lives in Canada, which um, he said, and this is a few years old on the forum, so maybe it's not the case, or maybe he's wrong. I'll, I don't know. But he said there's only like seven cities in Canada that allow chickens. Wow, Canada's huge too. Yeah. And it's really rural, most of it, I thought. Yeah, oh but gosh. then those aren't cities. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe he was just being hysterical. But uh-huh. at any rate, he's up in Canada, wants to have chickens. It's illegal where he lives in his city. So he's going to have his chicken indoors. Wow. And the thing is, like, I just want to tell people that you should really only do this as if, if you want, like, a house pet. Yeah. It, it shouldn't be like a tactic to hide chickens. Mm-hmm. Um, if all you're really interested in is meat and eggs, um, get quail. Because quail are more adaptable to an indoor environment. They require mm. less they require um, less square feet per pound mm. of meat and eggs and also have a higher, a more favorable feed conversion ratio, wow. if I remember correctly. Wow, that's cool. You can grow banks of cages full of quail in your garage. Mm-hmm. They don't make as much racket as roosters. They're mm-hmm. quieter. Um, yeah. So the, I bet there's not laws outlawing quail. There are exactly. So it's it's the uh, yeah it's the staying off radar thing. Cool. Yeah. That's so neat. yeah. These aren't chickens. They're game pheasants. They're quail. They're mini chickens with dangle bobbers. And quail are cute (laughs) anyway. So uh, anyway, if all you're after is the utilitarian purpose and you're doing this to get around some law or something, Mm -hmm. uh, I think you should just get quail. Yeah. Or frankly, move. Yeah. Yeah. If you can. That's really good advice. Or... Actually, you know what? Don't move. Go find the city council and make them change the law. Yeah, because it can be done. I think in most cases, those people are kind of pushovers. If you get a dozen people making noise, mm-hmm. then they think, oh, this must be representative of a bunch of people and yeah. I better do something. So maybe try that instead of uh, keeping your chickens sheltered illegally indoors because I think that you should take them out for walks and stuff. Yay! <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So, let's see. Oh, dander. Yeah. Yeah. Chickens produce a lot of it. Yeah, and it's not healthy. Mm-mm. It's not healthy for, for you. your air. It's not soft. Mm-hmm. It's microscopic and fibrous. Mm-hmm. So, it can get into your lungs and cause a lot of damage, actually, if you allow that stuff to accumulate. Yeah. It's actually kind of um, not healthy to be a bird collecting person that doesn't clean up their house because that stuff it's kind of like asbestos fiber honestly Mm, yeah i've heard it's bad for you and a lot of people are just downright allergic to it so before you get a pet chicken you have to consider do you live with people who have allergies trouble yeah if you have allergies asthma respiratory issues just don't even think about it honestly yeah yeah and I heard this funny story on a forum. They said, you know, as you're vacuuming up the bird dander, uh, I don't know if this is true for all chickens, but they said that when they set the hose down on the ground to do something else, mm-hmm. um, the chicken's really curious and will come over and look at it and they'll actually get their heads sucked in. Oh, God. So you don't want to do poor that. Thing. Poor thing. How traumatizing. Vacuum your chicken, though. So, yeah. If you train them, tame them enough. Yeah. So another thing you might want to be concerned about are house plants. A lot of the tropical species that grow indoors, um, some mm-hmm. of them are poisonous. So you just probably want to check and see if, um, you know, if they're going to be a problem for your pets. Another thing is if you have really large house plants, um, your chickens are going to want to dust bathe, and that's going to be a prime location for them to oh, get yeah. in the container. It'll be like cats, ruin the root system, and and all that. So you're going to have to. Provide them with something or protect the plant. Um, I bet it would be helpful to get some of those static cling air filters 
mm. you know, that mm -hmm. just use electricity to suck particles out mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just keep those on all the time to grab anything that starts floating around. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea, definitely. So let's see. Um, another thing you might want to consider is um, providing your, your pet chickens with a place to nest because if you don't and you leave them out, they're going to go searching around your house for the perfect place to nest, and that could be uh, anywhere, mm -hmm. and you may end up with some rotting eggs. Oh, um, boy, yeah. you, you may end up with, um, you know, the chicken frantically looking for somewhere to lay an egg and jumping all oh, over and knock, knocking everything over. This one person uh, told a funny story about how the chicken had seen the a milk crate that was like a recycling thing and the and sh the chicken pulled out all the recycling and threw it all oh. over the floor and then laid her egg in the box oh, no. so huh. they'll need they'll need somewhere to do that really yeah that's kind of interesting <laughs> yeah and um that's I, like a plan you know yeah like i see that box is full of things but i can empty it i think they're so much smarter than people give them credit for and that's why I like to see more people really give it a go with the chicken potty training, even though I don't know that it will work that great, but I'm just putting it out there because um, lots of professional parrot trainers do it successfully. Mm -hmm. yeah. Parrots are a little smarter than chickens, but parrots can hold it and go in a certain spot. We've yeah. got some really, really smart chickens. Um, yeah. So. Plus, that's like a base intelligence thing. I mean, that's not mm -hmm. like a higher mental function holding mm -hmm. your holding your bowels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Most animals can do that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So enough to climb out of the den. Yeah. So it's just like yeah. you don't really. I mean, all it takes, they don't have to hold it that long, really. They just have to know they're about to go and mosey on over to the yeah, area. So I don't know what that means. I mean, mm -hmm. because when you look at natural, I mean, you know, wild bird nests mm -hmm. and the babies, at the baby's age, they all do that thing Outside. where they scoot up. Mm -hmm. scoot back mm -hmm. and shoot it out the back of the nest and that's all they need to do that's a demonstration of control isn't it yeah so then it, it, how do you say that they can't yeah it demonstrates some sort of foresight they know they're about to go to the bathroom they don't want to get it yeah. all over their nest and almost all baby birds will yeah they scoot to the I don't edge understand and, and that go. argument because every time you see like a songbird take off it takes a dump right before it flies mm -hmm. it's not like if, if, if you want to say they have no control, mm -hmm. then what you're suggesting is that it just so happens that every time a bird takes flight happens to be the time it needs to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. No, that doesn't make any sense. It knows it's about to take flight, so it releases what it has, yeah. which means that it's been holding it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I think so, uh, we may find that science I just don't, might not, might be some some developments in that regard well it just seems to me that there's so much evidence to the contrary right that it almost makes me wonder if i'm not understanding their argument mm -hmm. because it's so obvious well this is a it is an argument you know on forums you always have this person who studies avian this avian that it has mm -hmm. a doctor phd sort mm -hmm. of thing saying it's impossible because of this I think those people are biased. I think that's just biased. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I don't know what's going on if they don't quite understand the criteria for being able to hold it or not or what that means or if, um, you know, it is a scientific fact that was proven, but the um, the criteria for proving it was not of a high enough standard that it's a real... Um, Fact. How about fact. cliff swallows? They don't go to the bathroom in their nest. They hop mm -hmm. out onto the ledge. They go to the bathroom and then they take off to fly, mm -hmm. or they take, or they go to the bathroom just as they're taking off. Yeah, most same birds purpose. Go outside I mean, isn't the that nest. a total demonstration of control? I'm going to mm -hmm. do it at this narrow little window between mm -hmm. when I'm flying, which would be undesirable, mm -hmm. and in the nest, which would be undesirable. I think there's overwhelming evidence. To me, that's evidence demonstration that they can. So I don't know what those people are saying. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to have to take this up with Avia. Yeah, you should. She's the expert.
yeah yeah well <laughs> yeah maybe she's got a lot of access to the uh inquiring actual, minds need to know avia the um studies that were done to determine this um come come uh this idea that show, birds can't show daddy doesn't know what he's talking about <laughs> <laughs> no seriously yeah, i'd like someone, that yeah i'd someone, like clarity uh, there someone knows about this let us know we have so. to get to the bottom of whether or not chickens can hold it yeah and, <laughs> and lastly but, but but i'm gonna be up for nights <laughs> wondering i know please help us please help us okay so last but not least i'm gonna leave you with a fascinating fact about chickens that uh isn't talked about but after reading all of people's anecdotes about chickens it, it's apparent that chickens love tv so, yeah. so if you want to like to take advantage of this this phenomenon and make a perch where your chicken can sit there and watch TV, they love TV, and you can just put a something to catch their droppings where they are huh. and and uh, keep them entertained. Like so many people say, you know, either that their pet chicken loves to sit on the couch and watch TV with them, or that their wild chickens will get in the get in the house to by accident TV. sometimes, and they'll always catch them totally. sitting there watching TV. So, <laughs> no, I've done that before. Have you really? Um, with my computer, because <laughs> they used to get in the house, uh-huh. and um, somebody decided to give them some food once oh. the first time that happened mm-hmm. or the second so you know once that happens whenever uh whenever the doors open they're just waiting for it right mm-hmm. so yeah and i um anyway i just opened up my laptop and left it just inside the front door to stop them Mm-hmm. from because uh, I needed the door open for something mm-hmm. that was it I needed the front door open for something I didn't want to catch them all they were all running around the yard and I knew that they were going to get in the house because I had to run in and out of the house over mm-hmm. and over and mm-hmm. over again so I reasoned that if I set up the computer just inside the front door they would get into the house get distracted by the computer and just <laughs> stay there instead of walking all over the house really? spreading you thought this? this yeah. is so crazy Wow. So it worked. And they would all walk in and just get stuck at the computer. Get mesmerized, huh? Watching whatever the heck it was There's I put on. There's something about it. It's yeah. so funny. I remember in that one chicken documentary with the really extravagant rich lady with her pet Silky. And she said the chicken loved to watch Liberace. And she would put Liberace on for the chicken. And it would sit there and watch it for hours. She Amazing. actually can't stand Liberace, but she found out the chicken likes it. Yeah. I'm sure that's what's <laughs> happening there. The chicken likes Liberace. Oh, she's so oh, sweet. Man. She's pretty rad. I really like that lady. Yeah. She's something special. She's she's in her happy place. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so chickens also like... Uh, yeah, the computer, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. radios. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they do. They like music. They like washing machine. Uh, I've heard that they like the washing machine. Really? Apparently, they aren't afraid of vacuums. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like they'll get along well. They we like to ride around that video, on a, a Roomba. The, the Roomba with the chicken. <laughs> yeah. That one was awesome. Surf's up. <clears throat> yeah, you guys got to check that out. Shannon found this just one of a hen riding around a Roomba. It's amazing. I did get them to sit so on my funny. dog's back for a while. Aww. Although she didn't like... It was so exciting to her that she couldn't sit still for it. Yeah. I had a fr- I had a really close friend with a dog. Hi, Jeff Bowler, if you're out there. And his dog's name was uh, Princess Girl. And we lived on this land together. It was pretty cool because whenever his dog would lay down and do its little relaxing for the day... My rooster would get up on the dog's back and perch there. <laughs> yeah. And I, I I don't know why he did it. I, I gather it's probably because it's soft, warm, wasn't afraid Heat. of the dog. They were friends. So. Dominance, maybe. It was really cute, though. It was... Security. It was really sweet. Animals know, you know, mm-hmm. hey, the dog, the dog is big. Mm-hmm. The dog is scary. The dog likes me. It's yeah. good to hang out with the, the dog. The dog scares away other predators. Exactly. Yeah, they know. <laughs> That's pretty smart. The wild turkeys used to roost in the yard because they knew that nothing mm. would come near my house. Wow. Because wow. there were dogs in the yard. That's pretty awesome. And yeah. they figured out that the dog wasn't a problem. That's pretty smart. That's intelligent. Yeah, it's a good move. Well, anyway, yeah. um, 
So it, is that pretty much the gambit of the indoor chicken deal? Yeah, I think so. One thing I forgot to <clears throat> mention is that um, when you're training chickens, they really, most chickens love dried mealworms. That's a very good treat oh, yeah. for your training. And also uh, molting is something you be aware of when um, sure. them living inside. You'll end up certain times of the year just tons of feathers like your house full of feathers all the time but other than that um i think i gave some people some pretty good things to go on i'm going to post on our um, facebook page some links to some animal training websites and they um it's basically all based on operant conditioning and you can learn about that and train pretty much any animal using sort of simple technique with sure. enough effort um so yeah but that's about it well, hopefully you've enjoyed the show about this uh, latest trend in having pet chickens indoors. Um, if you, if this is all very new and startling to you, I'd, I'd like to encourage you to go check things out on the internet. There's chicken diapers and leashes and people taking them Toys. on walks and strollers and just photographs, little costumes. It's kind of crazy and a lot of fun, I guess. Chicken sweaters. <laughs> chicken everything people yeah. carrying chickens around in their hot tubs it's quite a fun thing yeah the chicken is making its debut as a house pet that's yeah. kind of an interesting thing to see it's kind of cool i think they're well they're well suited to it really i like it at least it's utilitarian mm -hmm. yeah. yeah that's that's the coolest thing about it is um why have a parrot when you can have a chicken yeah it can they lay about one one egg a day and um get have your chickens mm-hmm you know, there's just yeah, there's a lot of benefits to having them as pets when comparing them to, you know, like a cat. What does a cat do? Yeah. I mean they're well, cool. Well, if you're a rancher, cats do a lot for you. Mice, yeah. Oh my goodness. You're right, you're right. Most of our pets do just, they do have certain uh functions that they serve. Just in. the smell mm -hmm. of them keeps rodents out of your house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I guess they all do different things, but chickens have their place and in an and apartment, I don't know what cats do. Wreck stuff. Yeah. I think chickens might be a really great pet for apartments because you don't need to keep predators away like mm -hmm. with a dog. You don't need them to catch mice like with the cat. And so in a, an apartment, the chicken's job could be I the eggs and really, eating the compost and stuff. I think if you really... Um, yeah, we didn't really get into that. Mm -hmm. How there's your chicken your to feed all your compost Personal stuff, garbage Which we disposal. cut down on your garbage bill, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know. And keep um, nasty, smelly yeah, you know, things out of your apartment. The chicken it eats it, and then I've been composting for so long that I've kind of forgotten. But I've been in people's houses where their kitchen garbage just is nasty yeah. because they throw their food in there, and it takes like a week for the thing to fill up, and it's, it's all gross. rotting down at the bottom. And I mean, that stuff is going bad in there. And it seems to me like if you got a chicken in your house and you're controlling the smell on, of the chicken, that mm -hmm. maybe your house might actually be less nasty. You have less flies. Flies and gnats yeah, come out of your garbage can with all could that be. stuff. The only thing you want to be concerned about is the chicken um, needs a high fiber and diet with lots of seeds and things like that. Mm. And, you know, it can be unhealthy for them and they can actually get fat and unhealthy if they eat too many yeah. heavy, greasy foods. But... You know, kind of like we we do if we're not careful. Honestly, <laughs> sitting around the house eating. Yeah, <laughs> just like us. But you know, honestly, if you want to feed your scraps to your chicken, you can also toss that in a freezer bag and thaw it out as needed, so you can mm. kind of ration your ration your, your scraps your scraps to your chicken. Oh, we rationing scraps. Yeah. So. Um, Lots of reasons to have an indoor chicken. Some reasons not to. Mostly yeah. the reasons not to are that it takes a lot of devotion and a lot of, yeah. um, you know, One person vigilance. Said, Expect to do five times as much work as if you have it outside. Yeah, so you really need to like chickens a lot if you want to yeah. do this. I yeah. like them just fine outside. Yeah. Myself. I like them inside more than Shannon does. But yeah. he, he sometimes wants me to keep them outside. Well, they... They're messy. Yeah. But they're awesome pets, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're, I mean, I can totally see it. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, anyhow, uh, folks, thanks for listening this week. Uh, we hope you like the show, and I'd like to encourage you to check us out on Facebook at Twin Beaks Chicken Church. That's our group where you can post pictures of yourself and your chicken or interesting chicken stuff. We've been getting a lot of uh, positive feedback there at the group, people posting things, all sorts of funny things. So thank you all for doing that. It's always fun to see what you guys find out there. Uh, And please, if you've got chickens... Uh, go ahead and post pictures of, of you and your birds, um, stuff like that. We've also got the Twin Beaks page there, which is where we post the show and stuff like, you know, just other things that we find while we're finding material for the show that aren't really suitable for it go on our Facebook pages. We've got the webpage for the show, TwinBeaksChickenPodcast.com. That's um, a lot of, we've put a lot of nice work into that there's some photos art uh there's a forum that people need to pick up and start using any day now (laughs) uh we know that we're still getting discovered we've we've got a rapidly growing listenership actually by my account um i've been really excited about that so i imagine at some point we'll reach critical mass and the forum will take off and then that'll be all kinds of fun i i predict i foresee uh, you can look at our previous episodes there, too, um, or contact us through the website or the Facebook pages. And please visit our page on iTunes. Give us a rating um, and what what do they call it there? Uh, mm. Leave us a review. Ha! <laughs> They say the first thing to go is your something or other. Um, (laughs) Yeah, leave us a review on iTunes. Um, It'll help other people find the show. We need a couple more reviews from uh, some of you so that we can get an overall show rating. And then they'll start uh, telling us, telling other people about the show that don't have to find out from word of mouth. And that would be really great because I think that... uh, it builds our community of people and more videos of chickens on Roombas. And I, <laughs> gosh, uh, if you didn't see that picture of of the rooster staring at the sun with the eclipse glasses on, that that's on the Twin Beaks Chicken Church. A very funny picture. There were actually a few chickens wearing eclipse glasses yeah, pictures. Yeah, a thing. Yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> Well, I think it's a hybrid of it being funny to yeah. do, and then there's a rumor going around that your chickens will look at the sun and go blind. Uh-huh. Which, Although uh huh. Which although most I don't people know. say that's not true, but that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So everybody had a bunch of anxiety about what are chickens going to do during the eclipse, <laughs> and there were all these theories online and people speculating, and it turns out the answer is go to bed. <laughs> and then discover that it's not time to go to bed after all, and then get confusing. back up again. Yeah, just basically get kind of bewildered. Chicken chaos. And then, and then look to each other and say, "Well, what can mm, we do?" Let's keep eating. And go back to our chicken. <laughs> yes, go back to eating. Yeah. So anyhow, um, check out those pictures on the Facebook page because they're funny, <laughs> and uh, contribute your own. Review us on iTunes. Cool. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we're going to play a little joke for you. And Uh then see you next week. Okay. See you next week. Bye. Well, Amber, I remember uh, meeting you up on the hill for the first time. And it makes me think of uh, cowboys and uh, cowboy poetry, you know, out there. So this is here's some cowboy poetry by John Sterling. Here's a poem called Rooster's Revenge. Rooster's Revenge. It happened on an Easter morn. Little Miss Virginia Meggs found a score of very pretty, though somewhat gaudy, Easter eggs. Some was pink and some was yellow, some was green and some was blue. One was striped the color purple, and the rest was dyed a crimson hue. 
So in a nest out in the barnyard where the old rooster stretched his legs, little Miss Virginia placed those pretty Easter eggs. Now comes the rooster crowing loudly and strutting as a rooster should, full of joy and anticipation at his pending fatherhood. And by the nest he draws up proudly there his handiwork to view, for he knows his mate is there a-settin', and he knows the hatching date is due, but sad the day, sad the moment, great his terrible surprise. The joy fled from his heart in horror at the sight before his eyes, for there in the nest of his lady, who he swore was always true, was eggs of red and yellow, pink and green and brown and blue. Well, bolder than an eagle next door did that rooster fly. Battle ruffled was his feathers and blood was in that rooster's eye. His mind was firm and determined and his jaw was set and grim. And that next door neighbor, Peacock, got the hell beat out of him. <laughs>